the Minnesota Football Show, your regular dose of smart, socially aware, and occasionally snarky news and commentary about local, national, and international soccer. The Minnesota Football Show co-hosts are Bridget McDowell and Sheila Reed, produced and co-hosted by Rodrigo Sanchez Javeria and Eric Silva Renner. You can follow the Minnesota Football Show at Show on your social media platform of choice. Subscribe to and rate the Minnesota Football Show on iTunes. And good morning, everybody. Welcome or good afternoon, whenever you listen to these things. <laughs> Welcome back to another Minnesota Football Show. Bridget McDowell here with Eric Silva Brenneman. Hello. How's it going? It's going fine. Uh, weather's nice. Good to be out. Um, yeah. Not a lot to report. How about you? No, about the same. Uh, looking forward to getting outside today. Absolutely. We are we are fence painting right now, so that's the big outdoor activity. Or fence staining, I should say. Staining. There you go. Yeah. It feels like painting. Good times. It's, right. yeah. <laughs> same process. Exactly. Exactly. Well, we're going to jump right in, um, get to things here. Let's, let's start with some... Uh, Minnesota United. It was a double this week, Bridget. Um, mm-hmm. let's, let's take the Wednesday match first. Uh, that was here in St. Paul. Uh, Minnesota hosted Houston Dynamo. Um, there is a bongy theme here. Uh, spoiler <laughs> for both these matches. Um, and, and complete opposite ends of the time spectrum, too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Two very different games. That's right. That's right. I'll, I'll, I'll let you take it. I mean, I, I guess anything that you saw or noticed before the what is it the 13th minute uh i think going back to that 4231 uh for the lineup seemed to kind of settle the guys right off the bat um you know we've seen them struggle through the the 352 and the 442 a little bit um so it seemed like they were a bit more on the front foot to start the game uh, still chances for both both sides, as we've seen in the opening couple minutes uh, for nearly every game this year. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it wasn't uh, wasn't really a a big surprise that Bongi gets the the first one and it, what ended up being the lone goal of the game. Yep. Um, rushing across. Uh, getting it over to Bongi, one times it, goal. I mean, Clark made some massive saves. He really we, did. We did also make him look pretty good with uh, the poor finishing that, you know, everyone expects. Tradition. <laughs> uh, but uh, he did come up big. Um, yep. Should have been like 10-0, but... Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, there should have been more. Raganpane had a couple chances uh, second half. Um, but 1-0, you can't ask for too much. Well, yeah. they'll take the three points and, and the first regular season win at home. That tripped me out. I forgot that that was, or for yeah. whatever reason in my head, I thought there was a, at least one before that. But turns well, out, I mean, no. there there was... A win. It was just the open cup. Open cup, and right, right. So, yeah, first, first across, what seven games? Mm-hmm. Um, 
so now that that's off their backs, I think things will loosen up a little bit uh, for the entire squad. So yeah, you'd hope. We'll um, see. I wanted to mention with the Bungie goal too. Just, just terrible defensive mm-hmm. passing and not realizing where people were in terms of like the the Minnesota attack and you know credit Fragapane for completely picking up just an absolute terrible back pass and then that's yeah yeah sliding it directly to Bongi like right away the whole thing happened in a, a couple seconds and then then the ball was in the back of the yeah net, and I mean they, Bongi falls as he sends it in uh he's got a defender right on top of him so yep. they were trying to close it out but um they had just didn't quite get there and and credit to him for the heads up play that we've Absolutely. seen um where he knows exactly where the goal is and he goes for it even if he sees you know that defender coming in to crash on top of him yep. um we've seen a few guys just kind of quit on it at that point um and he has not so well i think that's a good segue into yes into uh yeah yesterday's match bridget um so they go to portland and I will fully admit that I was in bed by halftime, <laughs> but it was it was nil nil at that point. Um, man, would these teams go? They they just go at each other. I think I saw <laughs> something. The, the the halftime stat I think was around twelve. Did I put it in here? Oh, 10. 10 fouls in the first half. I think by the yeah. time we get out of this, we're in the mid twenties, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Yeah. You know that that's holding as an as a new tradition as well. Um, a couple things I kind of clocked here, and, and feel free to chime in. Uh, Tapias gets gets hit really hard in that knee. Like I, I saw it live before even the replay, and he tries to kind of come back down. And as soon as he put weight, he puts weight on it, like he almost keels over. I'm like, oh, that did not look good. He got that one jacked up pretty good. Did he actually go out though? It looked like he kept playing. He yeah, he stayed in the whole game. Man, I mean that looked painful because. I'm actually kind of surprised who, whoever hit him like that didn't get a, at least a yellow card because that was right. nowhere near the ball, just like straight yeah. into the knee. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there were there were like a couple of moments like that. Um, and surprisingly, despite all of those fouls at halftime, there wasn't a single yellow card until second half. I think it was Boxy mm-hmm. who got the first one. Um, and Boxy went down a couple times too. And we, we never see Boxy if he goes down he does not stay down so you know when he's down like something's up but he he also continued um and we should mention this of course comes the first game without robin lude that's right thank you tore or uh injured his meniscus uh in the match against dynamo um and still played the whole game um so we're kind of looking at a a mixed up midfield a little bit, uh, trying to work without him. Right. And I think we, we saw some difficulty there. Um, guys trying to figure out where they, where they needed to be. I mean, you put frog upon a central and, um, he, they all like to move around quite a bit. So I think it, it probably doesn't matter where you start any of them. And we've talked about this before, but it doesn't matter which order those three, appear on, on the lineup because they're going to be all over the place. So um, in a sense, doesn't make a huge difference, but there were moments where um, they definitely could have used uh, Robin Lude just running down the central line and totally agree. Um, uh, just trying to connect that midfield in the 
final third. Um, well, the tempo game, yeah, too. He's, he's so good at, at slowing things down when people need yep. a kind of a breath. Yep. And then when he sees the runs to push and like hit the accelerator, mm-hmm. like, yeah, yeah, you could, you could feel that. I hear what you're saying. Um, Rosales though, seemed to kind of step up and, and, yeah. um, embrace his kind of new role as well. I mean, he had a number of great shots in the first half that, uh, who's the Portland keeper. I can't remember her name. Anyway, he, he made him work. Like there, there, there was the one that I think it came off of a bounce that he just, destroyed like got got his full weight under that thing and man he hit it hard <laughs> and yeah. Ke- yeah keeper stopped it but that was one of those keeper stops where i think he was like okay my wrists are sore <laughs> so, yeah. it was a powerful yeah. shot his name is a uh, uh, vici starts yeah. with an a something like that um yeah. you know he was he was clark's backup before clark left portland uh and went to houston yeah, um, all these connections so, <laughs> in the same week. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, I think Rosales, uh, his confidence is up a little bit because he had uh, the other goal in the the Open Cup game. Right. Um, the one that Bongi assisted on in his uh, gentleman's hat trick. Um, so I think Rosales is feeling a little bit better about kind of finding that role and, and, and still getting those shots in. Uh, we saw quite a few from him. There were a couple just massive, like, uh, I think Keeper just touched one over the post a couple times. Yep. Um, also shots from Dotson, just owning that owning that midfield role again. Um, right. He had a few. They, they really liked finding that spot, like, at the top of the 18 and just sending in strong shots. Um, Pretty similar to the play that we saw uh, in postseason, like 2019, when they're just finding the ball like in in that half circle and and going for it. So, mm-hmm. um, with a couple wins under their belt, I think we'll start seeing a bit more of that. Everyone seems a little bit more loose. Um, mm-hmm. Still, just a lot of you know, dancing around in, in the 18 and in the six, even with the ball, uh, Amaria, instead of one timing, it just hangs on to it for, you know, two, five, 20 seconds too long. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Sends it out. Uh, plenty of things we could say about him, but he, he gets subbed out fairly early. He was the first player to come off. Um, it, yeah, I mean the attack's got some work to do. Um, but I clocked we'll a, a a kind of a tense moment towards I put the 35th minute where they they had a good press. Portland had a good press, and I think it ended up almost being like a two v one or something like that. And the shot for whatever reason just goes wide. But it, yeah, there were that, that was one that was just like oh boy, <laughs> they came there out were fast. A few that like. Dan's going for the full leaping stop and the yep. ball just skips just like just inches wide of the post. This um, is the first time I got to see the, uh, the the Brazilian kid that came from um, which team did he come from? Was it Santos? I can't remember. Um, yeah, but uh, I'm trying to remember his name too. Let me pull it up. But he was fun to watch. Like I, I was kind of like watching his movement and kind of seeing you know, his runs and where he was going and things like that. And he was in the attack constantly. 
Um, yeah, I mean, Portland's been entertaining to watch, even with all right, the changes you know. that they've Evander, had. Evander. Yeah, yep, yep. Yeah, he yeah, had, he had the best player. chances of the game. He had one towards the end, too, um, where it went. I think that one forced Dane to just, like, he got fingertips on it to push it up over the crossbar. Uh, beautiful shot. Um, all right, well, nil-nil is the uh, the halftime situation, and I'm uh, in dreamland at this point, Bridget, so <laughs> tell tell me and the listeners about the second half. Uh, for the most part, it was uh, the same as as the first. I mean, we we see Amarina leave sixty something. Um, no, it was er- later than usual. Uh, Heath, he's been making for most games this season. He's been making that first sub in like the sixty seventh, sixty eighth minute. Mm-hmm. I don't think we saw it until the seventieth. Um, Amarina comes out. Uh, but it was pretty similar. I mean, shots getting a little bit closer. <clears throat> that last Evander shot that I described was second half, pretty mm-hmm. late. He came out of Vasco, by the way. I had to look it up. So not yeah, that's it. Yeah, go ahead. Um, yeah, he was he was fun, uh, and he just kept getting better in, into the second half, um, as guys kind of started getting tired and uh, missing some some marks. Um, I mean, there, there really wasn't a lot. I mean, it looked like it was going to be a solid, like grind it out, zero, zero, take the point, run away. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, good old four minutes of stoppage time is added. <laughs> uh, there was at one point a, a head to head collision and, and ref stops play, um, ended up not being that severe. I, I think the team's medical rushed out because they were called out and then they just kind of sent them right back in um but yeah <laughs> bongi nine 95th incredible uh ref just hadn't quite blown the whistle yet on stoppage time and bongi gets in there and just blasts one um tight angle goal like very very low shot i, I mean mm-hmm. I, I almost wonder if because i remember seeing the replay i i just i only saw the replay and it looked like there were two defenders blocking i wonder if his if his vision was a little obstructed by his own guys that he didn't see where that ball was going probably yeah it was kind of a crowded box it just mm-hmm. skipped in low um and keeper's vision i think also uh blocked at the same time uh sure. so it, it skips right past them and yep. in um shocked everyone i think uh except for bongi he knew like he, as soon as it came off his foot like he was running off to celebrate he knew that wow. thing was going in um love watching that rips, guy and the, the joy rips his he, shirt off gets, yes. gets the yellow card and, and you see the ref go over to him and be like yeah you know and and he's yep yep got it <laughs> back on but he, he accepted it uh he did the the uh, Robin Lude bow and arrow celebration um, in honor of him. Nice. Um, actually, I meant to use my uh, Daniel Mick um, coffee mug this morning with that shot. But hmm. um, yeah, so massive three points Definitely. from him 
in the last seconds of a game with uh, I was gonna see what the total fouls were in that. It was game. twenty something. I know it was up there. Yeah. Well, I just I'm so happy for Bongi that he's kind of becoming this this central player now on this team and gets the game yeah. winner twice in a week and six even be- six goals in all competitions. Yeah, exactly. So. And even before these goals were scored, I mean, you you could tell he. He's always up for it. He's always willing to take people on. He's constantly running. I, I just keep going back to Miguel Ibarra. Like he reminds me that mm-hmm. that work rate and that engine of Miguel Ibarra. Like he has that vibe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Thirteen fouls for each team. <laughs> so yeah, twenty six. Awesome. Um, five yellow cards in the second half. Uh, again, Boxy was the first. Um. I, and the other one would have been Bongi for the celebration. Totally worth it. Um, lots of corners for Portland. And that's where some of their best chances came, I think, mm-hmm. um, with the bounce on that on that turf. Um, it got a little messy in the box. But, yeah, I mean, a goal from open run of play for a team that has struggled. Um the shots, though, Portland, 18 shots, only three on target hmm. uh, compared to Loon's nine shots, six on target. Hmm. So they're being a far more um, purposeful with their shots at this point, which is which is nice. A um, bit more discipline in that aspect. Uh, you know, pass accuracy is still 74% or lower. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. but. They're getting it done. So six points in a week—that's pretty huge. Exactly. And and yeah. they actually jump Portland in the standings now, so they're solid back in the uh, in seventh, maybe sixth. I can't remember now, but they're in the in the uh, playoff. They they were just barely right. They were like ninth, I think, the very last one. So now they jump back up. Yeah. And actually, hot Portland. Uh, cool. Who do the Loons have next, Bridget? Um. Well, there's the Open Cup game in Houston on Tuesday, and then they come back home to play Real Salt Lake Saturday. Oh, right on. So we got another double. Yep. And um, we, so I think everyone is happy to see Cal and Kellen were on the call for um, each of these last two games. Um, We get Jamie Watson for RSL. That'll be fun. Yeah. Good stuff. Um, any other surprises or anything you want to highlight from the uh, MLS week there from from yesterday? I know we have some matches going on yet today uh, before we transition into something else. Uh, St. Louis going like 5-0 on Kansas City. Yeah, they whooped them. Um, so it wasn't it wasn't the usual, uh, you know, Kansas City is gifted three points by Minnesota and then goes on a tear. No, they're mm-hmm. brought right back down. Um, St. Louis 5-0. Uh, DC pulled out a 3-0 win over Galaxy. Wow. Um, I have it on good authority that Chicharito was uh, angry and um, not in a interview mood whatsoever. Interesting. So uh, his, his MLS troubles continue with the Galaxy. Um, I didn't catch any other big ones i oh 
Uh, Chicago was fun. Um, I watched a bit of that before. That ended up being a tie, right? Yeah. Yeah. Big Shakiri goal. Right. Um, kind of a weird one. It was didn't it take like a weird funky bounce? It was it was off yeah. a corner and just kind of like it bounced before the line and then kind of rolled across the line right yeah. before the keeper could hit it out. They're like, yeah. no, it crossed. It's a goal. <clears throat> Amazing. Yeah, it was a it was a weird weird game. Um, red cards for both sides. Excellent. Um, Navarro in the twenty six minute for Chicago, and then Araujo in the seventy first first for Atlanta. Uh, yeah, so funky, funky game. 3-3 three, three to uh, draw. Um, one of those, oh, Chicago's first goal was actually a Atlanta own goal. So, mm. um, yeah, weird game. Fun. You know, right on. the chaos that we all enjoy uh, from yeah, Chicago say, and that's... from Atlanta. So, there's always at least one, usually usually multiple in yep. this league. Yeah. yeah. You, usually Minnesota is a part of it, but not, not this That's, time. Thankfully, uh, we're, we're the end of May off from the chaos factor. So. Right. Well, I'm going to do a really brief NWSL. I'm um, not covering everything, but San Diego Wave uh, went to Houston Dash. A lot of Houston back and forth. A lot of Houston in this episode in general. Um, but they smushed them 3-0. Uh, Alex Morgan, basically the whistle blows and, you know, makes a run and scores second minute. And then from there, it was, it was just more of the same, uh, 58th, 79th. But the importance of this is that with the win and uh, rain, I believe they tied and whoever was in third, maybe Portland tied uh, on goal differential, San Diego wave have jumped to first place, Bridget, which is pretty cool. So good on them. Um, I'm going to throw this to you really quick because there's a big thing happening on Wednesday. Minnesota Aurora kicking off the uh, beginning of their second season. Why don't you tell folks what's going on? Yeah, home opener against uh, Rochester Loons, um, who won their their first game uh, the other day. Weird thing about this league is the starts vary by like three weeks. Um, so there's a few W League teams who are like three weeks into their season already. But um, yeah, a home opener against Rochester. Uh, there have been uh, quite a few like open trainings now. Um, so they're you know, opening doors a little bit more for uh, media to come check things out. Um, I was out there last week. Uh, and talked to a couple of players, Vienna Benke, who's uh, been playing pro in Iceland, mm. uh, is on the squad. And uh, she's been making the rounds with, with uh, the media tour this weekend. Um, it sounds like they're all just super excited to be back on the field. Things are meshing pretty well with the players who are returning and uh, all the new players coming in. Think we're going to see a lot of squad rotation, mm-hmm. uh, which is always a good thing, right? There's mm-hmm. tons of they've got depth at every position. It's a great um, problem to have for sure. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, we, we anticipating a uh, a sellout. They were not quite 
sold out last I saw, but that was probably two days ago. Um, we'll see. So there were there were still tickets available. If anybody is looking for one, hit up their, um, the single game link, I think, is still live on, on their Twitter. Um, so tickets are out there. Uh, it's going to be... A little slower to sell out this season with all these like Wednesday and and right. Saturday evening slots. So yeah, seven seven p.m. Wednesday night um, for home opener is going to be a little bit tough, but that's just mm-hmm. kind of how the season shakes out this year. Uh, with, Let's see what uh, I can do. I have some I have some lessons earlier, so, and I might be a little late, but nonetheless, Let's see what I can. Do. Yeah, I mean, pull up any time, and I'm sure it'll it'll be a good time. So absolutely. Uh, and then they're on the road on Saturday um, in Chicago. And I can't remember off the top of my head which of the Chicago teams they're at. Um, but yeah, it Wednesday should be fun. It'll be good to see some of the some of the new women get out there and, and some of the returners coming back um, off of successful uh, successful seasons on the pitch, successful seasons off. Um, you know, oh, yeah. wait for wait for a few rounds of our striker flosses daily. Crystal Yewa <laughs> now, uh, now with the Perfect. doctor title. Um, we'll see if we we'll see if they use that. Uh, there have been some calls for PA announcer to like say Doctor Yewa now every time she scores. Um, Recognize. Exactly. Yeah. So it should be fun Wednesday night on the road Saturday and the season is packed and crazy. So if you miss this one, you got a few more chances. So come say hi, Uh, wave, wave it, Bridget up in the box. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Let's take a break and we'll do some internationals. Thank you very much for listening to the show. Join the Patreon at patreon.com backwards slash Minnesota Football Show. All right, welcome back, everybody, to the second half of the Minnesota Football Show. Uh, I forgot to mention Minneapolis City in the previous segment. So before we jump to some international stuff, um, we're going to let you know a couple of their recent scores. They played yesterday, and maybe we'll take it back another match, but I'll throw it to Bridget. I think she's got that information. Yeah, so yesterday they played RKC. Um, that would be the third coast team out of Racine, Wisconsin, um, whose women's team will be playing Aurora. Um, City loses. Second game of the season. It was also their 100th um, ever competitive match. Um, So big history, big history there. Um, They lose five to three. Uh, I think there were five goals in just the first half. Wow. Um, So, I mean, going into USL, uh, USL two results are going to be tough to come by. Um, But they're still playing um, to the same level that they were prior. Um, and if they were still in NPSL, they would be on top 
I believe. Um, but Eli Goldman hat trick in that five, three result. And if you go to their Twitter, um, at MPLS city SC, you can see two of the goals are like identical, just high angle shots beats the keeper keeper is shocked the second time <laughs> and a little upset that he falls for it twice. Um, so they might not get all of the points this year again, um, but they're going to have plenty. There's still of... time. There's still time. Oh yeah. Yeah. But I mean, they're, they've got some tough teams that they'll be playing and, and they're making it fun though. So Absolutely. Um, their first game was against St. Croix legends um last weekend and that was also a loss uh 2-1 i believe um yes uh but a beautiful free kick goal um in that one as well right on so we'll get it they're, together they're, they're, there's yeah, time they're keeping they're keeping it exciting. It's a Carl Craig team. And uh, if you want some entertainment, just go out and watch him screaming at refs. Oh, and that's in my veins. Um, that's a highlight right there. So, yeah. All right. I'm going to jump to internationals fast uh, and go through these quickly. Um, Barcelona, both men's and women's, uh, Felicidades, Parabéns, they they win both, uh, which is I think, the first time that's ever happened. Um the, the great thing about the men's one is they actually win away at their crosstown rivals, Espanol. And there's a lot of it's it's interesting because historically, you know, they're all Catalans and they all have that solidarity and unity in the Spanish Civil War time. But when it comes to football, you know, they're like any other two teams in the same spot. They're deep rivals. And so the Barca players start to celebrate on the Espanol field and turf. <laughs> and the Espanol players are like, well, that ain't cool and then they kind of go up to start to talk to him and then the supporters bum, bum rush the field and actually chase the barcelona players off the pitch celebrating and then there's a bunch of scuffles in the in the uh in the walkway and the locker rooms and stuff and it was it was kind of I, I didn't know about all the violence that was happening like off the field like once they're like in the tunnel but it was kind of funny to see him just get like run off yeah. the field yeah <laughs> we we have reclaimed your town. Go yep. home. <laughs> yep, pretty much. <laughs> uh, good stuff. Uh, in Champions League, we have a final uh, on, in the Milan der- derby here. Uh, Inter was already ahead in, in aggregate 2-0. They win this thing 1-0, so they shut out uh, Milan. Um, that There's your first finalist. There was going to be an Italian team regardless, so it's Inter Milan. And then on the other one, it was a, for, for a hot second, it looked like it was going to be a little bit of a balanced battle. It was 1-1 going in with Man City and Real Madrid. And then Man City remembered their Man City, essentially, <laughs> at mm-hmm. home. Um, and Silva gets a brace. Uh, Real Madrid helps him out with Militão, give him an old goal. Alvarez gets another one at the end. It was just domination. Like I, I watched bits and pieces of this, of this one live, and Real Madrid... To, to see Real Madrid not have the ball and not have control is a weird thing. And they were just out of this match for the entire 90 minutes. Like, you know, they, 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 they could have just had air out there and it wouldn't, I'm not sure it would have made a difference. Um, pedal to the metal, 5-1 aggregate. There it is. Pep Guardiola 
those Guardiola things. Um, so there it is. We're going to have uh, the final in Istanbul, Man City versus Inter Milan on June 10th. I know our friend uh, David Zeller has some thoughts. We might have him jump in to, to talk about the two teams. Uh, I, I am, of course, a, a pep stand mostly because of old school Barcelona time. Um, a lot can be said about the uh, oil money and all the corruption and whatnot that's going on here. Um, jumping to EPL really quickly. Th this one is kind of incredible. Uh, Arsenal had one job uh, to basically keep themselves relevant and make it more of a chase with Manchester City. Speaking of Manchester City again. And Nottingham Forest, the trees actually beat them yesterday 1-0. So with that loss, uh, you saw Man City players basically sitting on their butts, not even playing. They win the league. They win the EPL by not even playing. They're playing today. But again, it doesn't matter. They're not going to be able to catch up. Uh, that's it. So Nottingham Forest kind of being the, the anti-heroes here and put, putting it away for, for Manchester City and knocking Arsenal out. Just a wild, wild ride. Um, and what is this? The... the fourth in five years, something like that, third in five, five years, whatever it is for Manchester City. Uh, again, finances, oil money, amazing players, best coach in the world, arguably one of, if not the best coach in all of football history. Um, and now uh, I'm just going to wrap it up here. Looks like I might have lost Bridget. Um, the good news is this, uh, I'd, we'd had different teams throughout the Brasileiros we mentioned before that have kicked out male fans and only had women and kids or women identifying folks and kids. It happened mostly in the state of Paraná with Curitiba and Atlético Paranaense in Serie A. This is a Serie B team uh, in Sporti Recife, and they did the same thing. And over, I think it was close to 19,000 packed stadium, um, looked like pure joy and looked awesome. So now we're at three and, and, and we're actually splitting between Serie A and Serie B. So it's hard to speculate how far and deep this thing is going to go and which teams are coming next. But uh, who knows? Maybe this is going to be some kind of a new standard. It's, it's really interesting. And clearly it's functioning in terms of keeping out problems and violence and, on, and just men being men. So yeah, good on Sporchi. And we'll see where it goes next. All right, well, I'm going to sign off uh, on behalf of Bridget since she's having some technical difficulties. Uh, but thank you, Bridget, and thank you, listeners, for hanging with us. This is going to be a, a quick one. And patreon.com backslash Show is the place to go if you want to help support this project. And uh, I, I think I can say that we're in talks with Dave and the crew at, at uh, Dave's I Know for Women's World Cup July will be uh voltroning again like we did for the men's world cup in the winter so look forward to that and shouts to our our buddy rodrigo who's uh just send the guy some good energy he's he's taking a little bit of a sabbatical and he's all and it's all good uh we'll leave it there all right everybody we will see you next week ciao ciao